0: Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So, come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski.
1: Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. And I'm sitting here with Tom Dorian. Yes, sir. And, of course, Doug Rikulski. Howdy. All right. Doug's up to, uh, back to one word. Howdy. So here we are, guys. We are. Yeah, we have another great show. Uh, is it Doug's birthday? Uh, w- why do you ask that? What's with the cake,
0: man? Nobody has a cake. You do
1: not eat the cake. That's a prop. We're it's gonna, a prop. We, we need No, this. man,
0: we're eating the cake.
1: No, no. Well, maybe later when we're yeah. done with when I'm making my, my big point.
0: Looks like a strawberry cake to me. That's right.
1: It is a strawberry cake. It's my, one of my favorites. Yeah, I can There's tell. There's nothing better than a big strawberry cake.
0: I know. But we're going to talk about that in a second. Okay, I'm sorry
1: You're getting way ahead. You have to take your eyes off the cake. Look at me. Look at me.
2: I'm really sorry.
1: (laughs) Trust me. We'll all have a... Notice I only brought one for it. (laughs) But, all right. Let's go skip the cake for a second. Okay. First, what we want to do is... I just want to tell you about something that happened recently to me. I was praying a rosary... And I had uh, someone ask me a question about it who was not a Catholic. And uh, actually, they were an ex Catholic. And they, mm-hmm. you know, luckily they got out of the church, you know, when they were young. They said, you know, I'm done with all that they stuff. They said, luckily. Well, yeah, luckily, they didn't get trapped in all that stuff. Uh-huh, yeah. Is that and, possible uh, to be out of the church? So I started, I looked right at him. I kind of started uh, praying even harder, looking at him. And it was kind of, no, I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been intimidating. <laughs> uh, no, it's not possible to get out of the church. Once you're in, you're in. But, but that's a whole other story. That's right. another show.
0: No, so the the thing that he
1: was talking about that the the, what he wanted the reason why he wanted to talk to me while I was praying my rosary was because he was talking about now you know that there's nothing you can do right to get yourself into heaven, correct? Which is a which is a a fairly uh, a Protestant angle on thing. It's usually a a way that a Protestant will talk to a Catholic going down the works road, right? Yeah, because Catholics uh, apparently think they can work their way into heaven. Now, the educated Catholic, which I hope is most Catholics. Um, I think they are. Yeah, uh, well, the educated Catholic knows that we don't work our way into heaven. Correct. That the only reason we got, we can even get into heaven is because of what what Jesus Christ did. Absolutely. Right, and so we understand this whole concept of not faith or works, but faith and works. Right. James. Yeah, exactly. So we're as Catholics, we get we think that way. But but you know, rather than have that long discussion with him, mm-hmm. as he was talking to me about, you know, you can't work your way into heaven. I uh, I actually. Uh, I, I I pulled a fast one. Uh oh. Yeah, I had, had uh, he actually had a Bible with him. I'm a Catholic, so I don't carry a Bible with me. That's another you joke. You guys <laughs> supposed to laugh at the joke. I got it because I got people listening going. Deacon Jeff didn't carry a Bible. No, he does carry a Bible. <laughs> but we used his Bible, and uh, uh, we flipped over to Sirach. Uh, huh? No, we didn't go to we didn't go to Tobit. No, you guys. Maccabees one. Just keep working. Just keep working. <laughs> no, we were in Colossians.
2: He had that. That's good.
1: That's right. We were in we were in Colossians, and we went to uh, uh, we were in Colossians chapter one, went to verse twenty four. Okay. I love this verse because it really helps me when I'm conversing with someone about why I'm praying a rosary. Okay. And it says this. This is Paul talking, of course, and he says, "Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I'm filling up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ, on behalf of his body, which is the church." Okay. Um, I like the, another translation like the RSV would say, um, uh, in my flesh, I am completing what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body. And
0: and he's looking at you at this point like you got two heads. Well, he, he's read like, that where verse. Where are you going, uh, He's read that statement. verse.
1: Well, he's read that verse, but I don't know if he's really read that verse. Right. And I flat out asked him, I said, "What, what do, you, do you think there's anything weird with that verse? Well, no, of course not. It's the word of God. Paul said it. You know, most of our separated brothers and sisters love Paul. Sure. It's great. You know, he's man on fire. Just like us. Yeah, exactly. Going all around and uh, carrying that big old sword and waving it all around. Right. The sword of scripture. Exactly. You know, and, and uh, man, they love Romans. Romans is such a great book because it's all about going out and doing all this stuff and the good starting news. churches. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's being Christian and, send, and being a disciple and going out there, right? So they right. love Paul. So he says, yeah, of course, I, this, is, this is good stuff. Now, I said, well, let's break that sentence down. Let's break that scripture down, and, and, and let's just talk about that. Because I think hidden in there, and not so hidden to a Catholic, but hidden in there to him is something that's very important for mm-hmm. us to understand. And I said, so you're telling me there's nothing that I can do, right, to get myself into heaven? And he says, exactly right. And I said, you know what? I'll agree with you. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with you that there's nothing that i can do to get myself into heaven as does the church that's exactly right however it's interesting that paul would say this this curious phrase mm-hmm. First of all, a lot of people think that i 'm going to be talking about this idea that he rejoices in his sufferings because mm-hmm. we know there's we know a couple of weird people in town right you know that, yeah. uh, that, that look are for it happily look in pain. For it. yeah look <laughs> yeah. for it and and God love them.
2: absolutely <laughs> in his it. mercy right Doug? <laughs> or they pay good money for it <laughs>
1: that's exactly right, and so you know there are people that that look for the suffering and realize that there 's a connection for uh, the, uh, with this suffering and the suffering of christ and that 's great, but right. you know here 's saint Paul he was a little bit of a crazy man. You know, I rejoice in my sufferings, but actually, it's the second half of that scripture verse that, and I'll I'll read it again where it says, um, "And in my flesh, I am completing what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of His body." Haven't we done a show on church. this before? We've talked about it, but this is a different different angle angle here. Okay. And and what I want to talk about is this idea of what Paul is saying right there. I complete. Yeah, I complete. Now it's like I asked my my buddy. I said. Now, you're telling me that Jesus did everything that needs to be done for me to go to heaven. Why, there, He's why does there need enough.
0: to be a completion?
1: Yeah. How, how can Paul be talking about completing what's lacking in Christ's What could possibly be lacking in Christ's afflictions? And that's, and that's what we you know, kind, of, kind of focus on today. And, and, you know, he actually had to stop and think for a second. Did he have an answer? Well, not immediately because there, that sounds like a bad thing. You know, something's lacking in Christ's afflictions. How could that be? Well, you know, because you'd think that Christ would be the the end all, the the perfect sacrifice. And again, the church agrees. Right. That's right. The church agrees with this. And yet, so what we do is we start to look at all this stuff from the perspective, of what is St. Paul trying to talk about here? Mm -hmm. What's he doing? Right? And we start to realize, oh, St. Paul is saying that, you know, he's speaking in terms of suffering. I rejoice in my sufferings, right, for your sake. I'm suffering for you. I'm suffering for the church. And in my flesh, what my suffering is doing is is really completing what's lacking in Christ. And the, so he's saying that that suffering is necessary for the right. body of Christ. That's exactly right. And, His and you know, church. now so the thing is, now a lot of people. The reason let's, let's go to this cake here now.
3: Let's, right. let's, no, let's go. Let's go to the cake. Let's what, yeah, go.
1: Let me give Doug a, a fork. He's the new guy here. I'll give him a fork and we yeah. can start working on it while we're talking here. But so wouldn't it have been nice? Wouldn't it have been nice if Jesus had said? Um, Oh, by the way, here I am. I'm Jesus. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to reconcile all of you to my father. So that's what I came to to earth to do, to reconcile you to my father. Mm -hmm. And so all I need you to do is eat this cake. Give me a bite. <laughs> Everybody have and a strawberry cake. It's got that whipped, fluffy icing on it. Nice. Yeah, and that beautiful. That, I don't know, up. but it's so good. <laughs> the imagery, Tom. It's the imagery. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't that have been great though, Tom? I mean, wouldn't oh, have been God's cake. plan of salvation from the eternity?
0: We'd Take be eating a bite. cake every well, day. So we'd I'd all be, be eating, eating cake. cake? Well, you don't even oh. eat it
1: once, Tom. Don't get crazy,
0: uh. right? Well, Jesus,
1: you can't, Jesus you can't Jesus made eat this strawberry cake.
0: cake just once. It is so. Look at me, man. You know you can't.
1: You've been eating that in hopes of salvation. You keep eating cake. Exactly. Exactly. And and the point is Jesus didn't bake a cake for us to eat. Right. It, it's a little bit more uh, involved than that. So Jesus suffered and died on a cross. That was the way that God planned us to be reconciled to the Father. Right. That act in and of itself is a lot more, we'll say, painful than eating a big strawberry cake. It, a lot. I mean, yes. Exactly. Well, that was God's choice. And, you know, you can come up with all kinds of reasons, and we could maybe do a whole show on why. Mm-hmm. Why the crucifixion and why the resurrection? Why would we have to experience it that way? And I think, you know, the easiest way is to sort so that we would see the depth of God's love for us. Right. What he would be willing to do to give him his very self or his only begotten son. Right. To be able to, to give him up for us. That shows, that's a lot of love. Oh, yeah. But still, we have to go back to this thing that St. Paul is talking about. Mm-hmm. And he's not talking about eating cake. No. Right, St. Paul is talking about completing what is lacking in Christ's afflictions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's still it's like, well, wait, wait a second. What does that mean? So no, as a as a as a Catholic, I understand what that means. Mm-hmm. But as a Protestant, he he had to kind of stop for a few minutes and he kind of came up with a couple of ideas. But but they none of them really hit the nail on the head. Right. Right until I started talking about like look, let me tell you what's lacking in Christ's afflictions. What's lacking in Christ's afflictions is... Hold on, we're going to take a commercial break. Now, oh, kid. wow.
0: That's <laughs> I wouldn't great. I not do that to you. That's great. You should have done it. Coming. Why didn't you do it?
1: All right, we will do Let's it. Let's do if it. If you want to find out... That's awesome. ...what's lacking in Christ's afflictions... <laughs> oh, man, you got to tune in right after this, this uh, great... Uh, a moment in church history that my wife is going to do about Saint Bernadette. <laughs> uh, we're going to we're going to hear about that. But before we do take that little break, uh, do want to remind folks at home? We got a great website: www.thecatholiccafe.com. We always remind people to put the V the in That's there. Exactly
2: right. T-A-G. Unless they want
1: to find a good uh, Catholic uh, uh, spouse, right. potential spouse. Right. It's like a dating service. Doug. Catholic, right. <laughs> Doug. I, ju- I just want the cake. <laughs> yeah. <I> ju- <laughs> <laughs> so go to Uh Also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email. Tell me all about what's going on in your life. I, I've been getting a lot of emails lately, and uh, they're so great, Tom, and they great to hear. They are
0: great. Man. People yeah.
1: hear these things, and some people say, they're you know. Really,
0: they're really uplifting.
1: You know, you're an idiot. Shut up. You know, I I don't get that many of those. <laughs> you got my email. but yeah. <laughs> Not so anonymous when it has, you know, D, G oh, on there. Oh, that's right. But, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, you know, we love the emails. I love to hear about how the show touches particular people yep. because, you know, there's one guy that emailed us and mm-hmm. he like he like sorts potatoes all day. Right. He like drops them into a hole like <laughs> different size to grade right. them somehow. Yeah. Wow. And so and he there's and a he, job for everything. And he and he loads the podcast. Isn't on, that cool. Onto his uh, his little iPod or whatever, listen to him all day. Which that would drive me nuts. That Sorting is potatoes awesome. and listening to me all day. I don't know if I could do that. No man. But that's God, awesome. God love him. I'd love me! He's out there doing that. So you can do that too by going to our website. <laughs> right. We got the one-click podcast feature. You click on there, and you can get those podcasts. They'll start downloading to your uh, to your device. So uh, we uh, we but and I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And so if you want to come back and find out what's what's lacking in Christ's afflictions, and maybe even have a little mm-hmm. of this cake with us, mm-hmm. see you in a minute.
3: I'm Best Rosimski. And this is another great moment in church history. It is so good, so sweet, and above all, so beneficial to suffer. These are the simple yet powerful words of Bernadette Subaru, Saint Bernadette, the humble, uneducated peasant girl from France, who was visited by the Blessed Virgin Mary in 1858. In her 18 visits with Bernadette in the Grotto at Lourdes, Mary never once promised St. Bernadette happiness in this world. And indeed, throughout her short 35 years on earth, this would prove to be true. Bernadette suffered daily. She was raised in abject poverty, struggling to have even the basic needs of life met. She suffered mockery and ridicule from those who refused to believe her. She was ill virtually all of her short life, suffering from chronic asthma, tuberculosis, high fevers, an extremely debilitating and painful tumor in her knee, and even partial deafness. During this constant trial, the suffering saint prayed, O Jesus and Mary, let my entire consolation in this world be to love you and to suffer for sinners. Bernadette experienced all manner of pain and anguish, yet through it all she remained peaceful, patient, and pious. She never lost her focus on God and living a saintly life. I must die to myself continually, she said, and accept trials without complaining. I work, I suffer, and I love with no other witness than his heart. Anyone who is not prepared to suffer all for the beloved and to do his will in all things is not worthy of the sweet name of friend. For here below, love without suffering does not exist. One might think that Bernadette would have every reason to give up and lose herself in the pain and suffering she endured. But during one of her visits, Mary did offer a great hope to Bernadette when she told her, I promise to make you happy, not in this world, but in the next. These words of the Virgin offered comfort to Bernadette and gave her a sense of purpose in cooperating with the divine will. While many have been cured in the healing waters of Lourdes, it would not be so for Bernadette. She was asked why she herself did not experience the same miraculous recovery. She responded simply, The Blessed Virgin perhaps desires for me to suffer. I need it. I'm Bess and this has been another great moment in church history.
0: Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff.
1: And we're back at the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe here to answer the big question. And the big question was... What is lacking? What could be lacking in Christ's afflictions? Right. How is it that St. Paul would complete what's lacking? Now, before we answer that question, <laughs> no, you've waited long enough. You know, when, I was, talking, when I was talking to my uh, my buddy, you know, I, I just kind of looked at him and just kind of softly said, you, you know what's lacking in Christ's afflictions, don't you? And he kind of just paused for a second. I said, you. And he thought, well, that's interesting. I said, what is St. Paul talking about? He's talking about suffering. Right. He's talking about his suffering. He's talking about... He's rejoicing in his suffering, right? And then he talks about what's lacking in Christ's afflictions, and then now it makes perfect sense Mm
2: -hmm.
1: that that what's lacking in Christ's afflictions is your participation in the suffering. Saint Paul is saying that he rejoices because what nut job, right, rejoices when they're in pain or when they're suffering, right? Nobody does, right? Now. We have to understand and distinguish between the difference between joy and happiness. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're all smiles and you're telling jokes and you're all giddy. Big difference. That's happiness. Mm -hmm. Joy is tied to that sense of hope. Right? To even to have an internal joy. You can actually be joyful even in your pain. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: If your pain has a purpose. If your pain is leading you somewhere closer to God. And see, that's a very Catholic concept this idea of redemptive suffering and that's what St. Paul is getting at here Mm -hmm. he rejoices in his sufferings right for our sake he's suffering for us on behalf of us and he's taking those sufferings he's uniting those to the suffering of Christ on the cross and St. Paul is saying that what's lacking from that it'd be great if if Jesus suffered and died and and there was no more pain in the world and yet we know the world is filled with pain sure right filled with disharmony filled with grief Mm -hmm. sadness with hunger, with pain, with with sorrow, right, with emptiness, sin, right. right, sin is still still here with us. Now Christ is the answer, and Christ, uh, you know, opened the gates of heaven, and we could never have opened them. And I guess that's what it means. Like, my rosaries, I there's no matter how many rosaries I pray, no matter how many I pray, it's not going to get me into heaven. Right, it's not the key that's going to unlock the door of heaven. Christ is the key that unlock the door of heaven. Right? Totally. Catholic Church has always taught that.
2: Yep. The only we, key.
1: However, let's just look at it like that. Well, Christ opened the door, but we've got to walk through it. Right. Right? There's an action involved, there's something we have to do. That's the do. Right? And so it's. It, it'd be nice if Christ went through that door and that sort of like suction, we all followed him in through there, you know? Right. <laughs> we all kind of got sucked into heaven. That'd be great. Right. But it doesn't work that way. And St. Paul is telling us that. That w- that we are what's lacking in Christ's afflictions. In other words, Christ's afflictions would be were meaningless and worthless if we don't participate in them. Right. If we don't like latch on to those. Right. Connect ourselves to them intrinsically, and it's not always easy to do. Mm-mm. I mean, the whole idea of suffering, and you talk about suffering, it's not something that just like rolls off the tongue. Like, Ooh, I'm going to do a little suffering.
0: Today. No, it's easy to talk about right here. Yeah, exactly. But right. when then you confront it. It's very difficult.
1: It's kind of like not being able to eat this cake that's sitting here. <laughs> right. That's, that's real suffering, man. That's right a real cake. suffering. Yeah. yeah we're, we're there. It's, just, it's painful. Right. It's, right. We're going to make it through. And after we get off the air, you know there's going to be a lot of eating. But right. that's not the,
0: we'll talk about that later. You probably want to not stay close to us.
1: Well, I guess
0: exactly. A lot of cake flying everywhere. <laughs> be bad. You could get hurt.
1: Exactly. I will say, though, that while it's difficult and painful to suffer, there are also different kinds of suffering, that's I kind of want to go that way now and, and talk about this a little bit, because as a again as a as a Christian who is now looking at what Saint Paul says, he's not just talking about that sort of miserable suffering.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: See what's what's what you know his the, the suffering he's talking about. You know, in in my I, I'm, I rejoice in my sufferings.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, we can actually look at suffering in a different way. Not just in terms of pain. That all he's talking about is like when Physical someone pain. when someone dies, or when uh, when you you somebody kicks you in the shin or whatever. That's suffering. I understand that. But there are other kinds of suffering.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's suffering that that perhaps we don't fit into a certain group. Right. There's suffering that happens when actually when we're humble. Right. Like when we're when we're forgetful of self and we think of others. When we die to ourselves, that's actually a form of suffering. Yep. Right there's there's suffering involved when we don't get the things that we want when we want them. Yeah. Now, some is easier suffering than others and may not be suffering at all, but the reality is when things don't go our way, that's suffering. Right. Even our willful and active participation in something can be suffering because we'd probably rather... Well, I know Doug would. We'd rather sit at home, you know, in a lounge chair with a with a lemonade, maybe with a, an adult beverage. Than you know, volunteering at the, at the soup kitchen, you know, downtown. You're such a good you're such a good person. And I saved myself there, didn't I? That's right. Well, but you'd rather be sitting in that chair than volunteer. That's the thing. Absolutely. With my cake. That's exactly right. And so, and so, suffering cake. suffering would be participating, doing something that you know needs to be done, and yet your body, maybe even your mind, your heart, your soul, will say, you know, I'd rather just sit here. Right. Why go to mass? You know, I'd rather just sleep in. I'm yep. so tired. I yep. stayed up late last night. Yep. Right. And, and suffering really might be doing the things that you know need to get done, whether it's caring for your family, uh, you know, working eight, nine, ten hours a day. Uh, coming home after you work and then doing more work trying to fix a mend a fence or yeah. fix a sink that's leaky or something you know there's, there are so many things that we have to do that we're like thinking I don't want to do that you're helping right. that lady with a flat tire on the side of the road that's exactly yeah. right and so here's St. Paul saying he rejoices right. he finds joy in that that connection to Christ's salvation uh, salvific act of being on the cross he finds joy in his sufferings joy in his participation joy in the actions that he takes on, on in being a Christian mm-hmm. and so now you see this bigger this greater picture about what suffering might be then you realize well wait a second all the way back to the beginning of my story I was praying my rosary Right. so now my rosary is actually something that is lacking in Christ's afflictions It's It's my participation. I'm linking my prayerful acts to Christ's salvific act on the cross. And so as I do these things, I'm not working my way into heaven. I'm participating. Right. I am now part of the salvation process. Walking towards that door. Exactly right. And not just for myself, but, you know, when I pray the rosary, I'm offering it for somebody. Right. Well, now I'm praying for somebody. Now i got a hand extended, and I'm trying to bring someone with me. Right. You know, I'm acting on that. And that's, that's a hard thing. A lot of times we're, we're thinking about ourselves all the time. And a lot mm-hmm. of people think that we, you do all these prayers and you're really just thinking about your own soul. We are thinking about our own soul to a certain degree. But at the same time, we're connected in the body of Christ. And so even though we're focused on our own soul and our own uh, d- salvation, really what we're doing is we're extending two hands out there, the two hands that God gave us. It's true. And we're taking people along with us. Yeah, that's true. And how powerful that is. And it's powerful. You know, the symbol of the crucifix, we get a lot of questions about it as Catholics. And if we can answer those questions in terms of joining Christ on his cross, wow, that's powerful. That is. Doug, that is more words than you've ever said, I think, before. We think. should close the
0: show down no, right now. No, can, we
1: can't. We still got a few it's minutes.
0: Like, completely.
1: Yeah, there'd be like blank sound, and the, yeah. the engineers would start scrambling and think, what happened? Yeah, that's beautiful. No, that's a, He's that is spot on. That is a brilliant point. You're exactly right. And what I love is the idea of, of this image um, of Jesus on, his, on the cross with his arms outstretched. Right. Right. And he's like reaching out. Yeah. Uh, Gathering to, to everybody story, right? in. And, he, and his face is looking down. He's looking down on us. Yeah. Right. Um, I think it was uh, uh, Teresa of St. Abel. No. they would have been Mother Teresa. Who made a talk about Christ and suffering, and just this image of the cross and Jesus's arms ready to wrap themselves around us, right. just looking down to us. And how, what a beautiful, um, what a beautiful image this, this saint it gave is. us. Um, and and I and I think that uh, when we connect ourselves to that, and then the things that we do and participate in, then all of a sudden it's a whole new ball game. Right. It shows you that you we should be praying rosaries. Right. We should be doing good deeds. We should be doing things, uh, not just sitting. And, and prayer is good.
3: Right. In fact,
1: I think what we should do is we'll, we'll stop for a second. How do we participate? What are, the, what are some of the things that we can do and accomplish? How do we participate in the salvation, the salvific act of, of Jesus on the cross? Doug's Soup Kitchen. That's exactly right. So I would say, yeah, charity. Uh, no, now, now that's not a soup kitchen for Doug, is it?
2: Right?
0: <laughs> oh, no, that doesn't count, I guess. No, that doesn't. Uh-huh.
1: No, obviously he's talking about you know helping those in need, people who don't have. Right. Right. So charity, the idea that we would extend a hand of charity, whether it's uh, you know monetary, whether it's participating in the actual soup line, or right. whether it's donation of goods, or whether it's just caring for somebody who needs care, and whether it's just a caring or loving act. Sure. You know, talking to someone who needs to be loved at that moment. Um, and the, So charity is one of the ways that we certainly can participate because, you know, I, I certainly would could find, you know, easier things to do. Sure. Right. I could find lazier things to do. But there's something inside me that tells me that I need to participate. Right. That I need to be part of that process. Uh, another way we can participate is in, in the sense of prayer. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of times we don't realize just how efficacious prayer is. And I was talking about the beginning of this thing all came about because i was praying the rosary and my protestant friends saw that mm-hmm. and was wondering why i was doing something like that right and in fact prayer is a very powerful way to participate oh, totally. because it just connects you spiritually uh you, you know my soul bound to the souls of others or right. on behalf of others praying for others in the body of christ leading people to jesus even in prayer right we think about saint monica and, uh, you know, St. Augustine probably yeah. wouldn't be a saint. No, hadn't <laughs> right. been for her. <laughs> you know, we and she help. She prayed him back into she the did. church. She did. You know, so our prayers are a great way to participate. Now, there is also that idea of suffering. Right. When we do suffer. Now, that doesn't mean that God wants us to suffer and wants us to be in pain. However, when we are, right, he allows pain, I think, because when we are in pain, we have an option. We can just feel all self-loathing and angry, and raise our fist to God and be mad. And sometimes I think it's a normal response. If you know, if a child is taken from us, if, sure. if, if a loved one suffers greatly, we can get we can get angry. But really, at the end of the day, suffering is taking place. And when we suffer, but when we connect that suffering to the salvific act on the cross, now that suffering has meaning.
0: Brand new meeting.
1: You know, some of the, some of the saints used to put like pebbles in their shoes and wear those hair shirts and all that stuff. I know that right. sounds crazy, but the reality is they were trying to link their suffering to the suffering of Christ. Right, right. Right. And so they would just always be connected to what Christ did for them. Sure. And then they participate that and offer that for somebody. Well, and what a beautiful gift that was. And then, of course, that last thing I think is humility. Mm-hmm. We participate in humility and just giving ourselves fully, you know, being selfless, just dying to ourselves to live for others, to live for Christ. Sure. How beautiful. It is. Let's ask our blessed mother to be with us and uh, just put her mantle of love around us and lead us to her son, Jesus. In the name of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. In the name of the Father, and the
0: Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen.